you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hey, welcome back to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Engaging topics that help restaurants build their brands, rock their profits, and deliver amazing guest service experiences. I don't need to tell anybody listening out there how challenging the restaurant business can be and how, how you know what a huge failure rate there is in new restaurants. Many of you guys know that when I started my first place over 20 years ago, I had no restaurant experience. Call me crazy, right? Well, I am super excited today to be talking to Colton Schultz from Bismarck, North Dakota, and he has a very similar story. So he had a really great concept in mind. You know, but he thought that he, he saw some things that could be improved upon. And uh, I really want to just hear Colton's story because it's so relevant to somebody out there, whether they want to start their first place or if they want to improve an existing operation. Colton's got a lot of uh, good insights to share with us. So, Colton, hey, man, thanks for joining me on the show today. How's it going? It's going great, Roger. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. So, Great. Colton, you had a job and you had a dream, and a lot of people told you you were crazy. So why don't you tell the listeners your story? What happened to you? Yeah, so I had a very comfortable job. Uh, it was nice knowing I had the security blanket for my family, you know, a nice eight-to-five job. But the thing that ate at me a little bit was I was utilizing the most productive hours of my day, eight-to-five, working on somebody else's dream, and then I would spend the least productive hours of my day which would be the night hours working on my dream. And I realized quickly something needed to change. I love it that you, you know, dreams are, dreams are something you just got to chase and pursue. You got a gut instinct. If something's telling you, you just got to do this, you just got to jump off the cliff, you know, the cliff and leap. And that's exactly what you did. So you, you reached out to me months ago, Colton, because you were a customer in this restaurant called Grand Junction Subs. And it was a hot concept. And it was a franchise. It is a franchise, I should say. You really like the food. You're a customer there. But something was missing. And you saw a way to fill in some pieces and make it even better than it was. So tell us about that. Okay. So the interesting thing is it's actually not a franchise. Oh, sorry. So independently owned. Mm. Uh, so pretty much there's no stipulations or anything that anybody has to follow by. And when I found that out, you know, looking around and realizing the atmosphere was very bland. Uh, there was no processes and systems implemented. Um, and I see that this restaurant's still profitable, and I love the food. Uh, to me, it was just an aha moment of, wow, the upside of this is just amazing, and I need to figure out a way to get in the door. So this was really a ground floor opportunity for you and this yeah. independent owner. So you, yeah. in, a, in essence, are literally the first franchisee of this concept. So that is so cool. So when you reached out to me, obviously you had no restaurant experience and you decided to educate yourself and give yourself every advantage. You know, you need to make all the right moves in this business. So why don't you tell me about what you took away from that call and how you've been applying those ideas to the business and then we'll get into what's going on there. Sounds good. And for the record, I technically have 22 days of restaurant experience awesome. <laughs> as we opened August 22nd. So. I mean, I was really green coming into this, and I do have my master's degree. Uh, I feel like, you know, I'm an intelligent individual, so I wanted to approach this with, you know, a common sense approach and just what I would do for any money in, money out type business. So, 
you know, obviously the first thing with knowing I don't have very much experience was leveraging the resources I had available to find people that do have the experience so I could get coached up. And, you know, for all the listeners out there, that's how me and Roger ended up crossing paths was I ran into his restaurant, Rockstars, which has been a great help. That is fantastic. So just a couple of weeks now, you just told me that you've got over 3,400 likes on social media. You're obviously doing something right. You told me that things are really working out well. Let's talk about some of the pitfalls. I mean, you had lots of months where you were planning this concept. You were planning your location. You were trying to figure out what they did before, what worked, what didn't work. Tell us about some of the biggest challenges you faced and how you overcame those. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a lot of adversity. Problems with scheduling. Uh, the hiring process actually went really well, but then you know everybody has to have a weekend off or they need this day off. So just scheduling with the amount of volume we've had, I mean, it's just been a, a challenge, but we're figuring that out. Problems with equipment would be another thing. Um, you know, I felt like when we first opened, everything that went wrong could have went wrong. I mean, we were running out of bits for our pop. The ice machine, I bought the most expensive one to keep up with supposedly twice the volume at the restaurant supplier thought we'd have said no problem we ran out of that before our supper rush so you know by the time you got to figure that out our receipt paper went down and we actually utilized that it's pretty pretty paramount part of our operation because we actually have the order number printed out on there and the customer gets that falls down the line watches their east coast style sub cook fresher in front of them and then the number gets called out so all those little things when it all happens at one time it could be it's pretty pretty intense for sure but you just have to plow through and figure it out, you know, because customers got to get served. So so one of the critical things you mentioned is obviously hiring, and you need to hire the right people with the right attitude. And someone that's going to, you know, the unexpected will happen. They got to be cool under pressure. They got to be composed and still deliver great experiences to your customers. Do you have any challenging, you know, challenges with staffing, or did you get some really great people right off the bat? Yeah, we got some great people off the bat, but I did put a lot of time into actually finding a right way to come across all these people. Um, I ended up developing a website, and it was very tempting for me to blast this out there you know, while I was working on my social media following. And I just had patience, and I waited until I was actually getting a, a nice following, so that way when I would post it, it would get some traction. So I ended up finally posting a now hiring link that was tied directly to my website, so people could just click on that. And then the application I had, I refined that a lot because it was a long application. A lot of people, I could tell people were filling it out halfway and then completely closing it out like they lost interest or something. But then I would never actually see that data. So I finally refined it down to eight simple questions where I could get the pertinent stuff that I needed across. And then once I was ready to actually blast it out there, I posted it on Facebook. And I think to date we're at like 69,000 views over a thousand likes it was shared 384 times or something like that so it was just insane and i actually had a gal that was in here eating the other day and she works at north dakota job service and she said that she called me a few times because she was wondering if i was going to start hiring employees and i pretty much told her i'm like yeah i'm sorry i didn't call you back because i already have the a team hired you know and she's like that's amazing because every place always posts with the state because it's a free resource but i already have that developed organically through you know just grinding holding that presence on Facebook that is super smart that's something that every operator can learn from because you know staffing is one of the biggest challenges in restaurants and you know it's a tough labor market in a lot of parts of the country and everyone's competing to get the best people and unfortunately I hate to say this but there's so many restaurants out there that just take that warm body approach it's like you lose somebody or you need to hire somebody 
and you put an ad in the paper, you know, you look for experienced people, but you don't know what you're going to get until you get it. So it's a real strategy and it's a real science to, to um, you know, to hire people and get people that have the right approach, the desire to serve the public. It takes a special person. And the yeah. thing is, this is one of my biggest challenges actually was working these employees to the bone the first few days because we had lines on the parking lot. I mean, there was times I had to go out and just take a breath because I didn't know how I was going to keep these guys motivated because they weren't able to take breaks. I mean, I could just see on their faces that they were exhausted, you know, but you just have to find ways to make it fun for them and just yes. show them the light at the end of the tunnel and just make sure that they don't ever see you sweat because yep, they see right. you sweat, you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, that is really, really great advice. Exactly. But you know what I'm also hearing from you, Colton? I'm hearing that you lead by example and that you get in there, you're in the trenches, and you're making it happen, but you're also doing the work side-by-side yeah. side with your people. They see that. That's a great way to keep them inspired and motivated. And I just love the fact that you're killing it so fast. Appreciate now, it. aside yeah. from social media, what other marketing channels have you used? I mean, how did, how did you get the word out that this new concept was coming to town and it was going to rock and roll and everybody needed to take notice of that? So the other channels I've utilized, I actually haven't even paid for. It's just I've reached out to radio stations and actually personally went there. One of them invited me in there, but I said, hey, you know, this is a cool new business that's going to be starting. It's a restaurant that a lot of people are familiar with. You know, can I come in there and do a couple interviews? Oh, absolutely. We'll bring you in, you know. So after you hit every one of those major radio stations, that's just the best right there because you're getting two, three minutes of airtime where you can tell your story and you can actually connect with the customer and then just throw in some positive stuff to get them, you know, those, those hooks to get them in. So I did that, and then also the news companies, the local TV stations, I didn't have to really do much for that, but they all reached out to me. Awesome. And we actually did a pretty cool segment recently that you might have saw on my Facebook, but it was actually live, and they came in, and we did these live interviews, and I actually was showing them how to do some spatula flip tricks that we do. So she was actually sitting there, this news anchor that was in the dress and stuff like that, was grabbing these spatulas and trying to flip flip them with me and everything. So that was really cool, and people really connect with, with that one. After that one aired, I probably talked to five, six people that next day saying, hey, I saw you trying to teach her to flip you know, spatulas. So we figured, well, what's going on? We might as well come check it out. So that and then Facebook. I mean, that's all we need right now. But, I mean, there's going to be other stuff we're going to have to do in the future for sure. Well, that's really smart, too, because, you know, there's lots of operators out there that don't recognize the fact that their people, the, the staff, can be brand ambassadors that really build the business. And then yeah. once you're showing your customers a great time, then they're going to become your best form of advertising. You know, you're going to get a buzz. You already have a buzz in the marketplace, but that's really what builds your brand. Show people a good time. Give them a great product. You know, treat them fairly. Just show them a you know a fun time, and they're gonna talk about it. It sounds like you're. That's definitely one about. thing that I took away from you, Roger. And yeah. one of the challenges that I felt like I had was, okay, this isn't a full service restaurant. You know, we're not doing a lot of things that other full service restaurants are doing. So how can I actually create this so people want to tip? I mean, how can I create a show, create a buzz, create an environment that people want to actually stay and eat their fast, casual, quick, you know, sandwich in here? Where now I'm realizing that we, our food, I mean, is very high quality. And then on top of that, by having this dynamic atmosphere with the, the show with the spatulas flipping and stickers that I'm giving to kids. And then I have a contest going on right now where they have to take pictures of their kids and they post it on our Facebook page. And then we give away prizes. I mean, all that buzz is just creating people that they actually want to come into the restaurant to eat, you know. 
Well, that's another key area. I mean, you're really tapping into families because if you make it fun for the kids, they often make the dining decision for the family. They want to go to the fun place. And that's where I got that idea. from, too. I know. It's true. It works, right? <laughs> it really does. Seriously. That's the kids, it's amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. And to kind of lead into, I think this would be a good time. I wanted to kind of explain the system that I actually created, which I think we'll talk Please. about system and process a little later, but yeah. go off of the sticker thing. I ended up creating this process called CS. And it can stand for Colton Schultz or customer service. <laughs> I always joke around saying it stands for Colton Schultz too. What in the same? So yeah, so it stands for customer service, and we have an acronym called CAST. And the C stands for clean. The A stands for ask the customer how everything is. The S stands for stickers to kids, and the T stands for thank the customer. So pretty much when I'm trying to train my 15, 16 year olds that are doing the prep maintenance, or even you know some 17, 18 year olds, or whoever's out there. I always tell them, I'll kind of quiz them when I'm walking by. I'm like, what's one of the you know, one of the pillars of CS? And they'll be like, stickers to kids. Or they'll be like, clean. Or thank the customer. So it's very easy for them to actually remember what I expect from them out there. Because I told them, you know, we've been so busy. Our order accuracy, our speed is kind of lacking a little bit because we've been, you know, a lot going on. So I said, the number one thing that we can always do, no matter how busy we are, is CS. And we just get that buzz going. We have something in the back prep room. It's... We're getting a thing that says CS just in really bold letters, and we'll have that acronym listed out so they have to look at it every single time they walk out the door. And if you look at our reviews on Facebook, I think we just hit like 87 five-star reviews, and awesome. we have two or three, four or three-star reviews. So, you know, you're just branding what you're all about in these customers' minds, you know, and that's friendliness and a good, friendly atmosphere for them to eat. So. Well, you know, that's seemingly a really simple idea, but it's really it's really hitting home with the staff. And what you're building is a culture of hospitality. And they get it, you know? And they're living it every day. And it's kind of fun to be busy, too. So I love all those ideas. It's fantastic, Colton. You know, you're, you're just applying really creative resourcefulness to a traditionally, you know, non-business-oriented business. It's like very few operators that I come across really approach the restaurant business as if it's a business you know it's like yeah I'm in the restaurant business and I sell food and drink no you're in the business of running a business and your products are entertainment and consistency and, and that's really helping well. I think I think that's really helping because you know being green like that you don't have bad habits you yeah. just figure out what works and yeah. what doesn't you know, so there's no bad habits to break here. Man, that's great. You're making all the right moves. Why don't you tell the audience about some of the unexpected things, perhaps, that happened? That you know, that the unexpected is always around the next corner in the restaurant business. Did anything happen? No. Let's start with things that you hoped or expected would happen, and if in fact they did, and then talk about some of the unexpected stuff you came across. Right. So I did have I did expect to have some order accuracy and speed issues just because any restaurant in Bismarck I mean it's well known we don't have any professional sports teams um, our our just average income per household is a lot higher than the rest of the country so people do have money yeah and since we don't have much to do people like to spend it by going out to eat you know so we knew we were going to be busy but that was expected but just how busy we were was unexpected. Uh, we had lines that were out in the parking lot. I mean, it was a madhouse in here, and I just can't even explain enough how well the employees handled it. Um, just talking about numbers, you know, we we doubled the gross sales record for any Grand Junction after our first day of opening, and we actually had the record broken just after two o'clock p.m. and we opened at eleven, so we broke the record in just a little bit over three hours. So, I mean, that just shows the 
the, the amount of people we had in the door. So you're obviously killing it, and you've had some really, really big days, but that also begs the question, it's like, did you have any unhappy customers that didn't perhaps get great service because you just couldn't keep up? It's like, how did you deal with that? Oh, Roger, that's the thing that just, oh, it hurts. You know, I, I give 150% every day, just grinding every single day to make sure that I'm, I'm making the best experience for this customer, and when I find out that one of them was very unhappy, you know, hopefully I can handle that a little better in the future, but right now that just eats me up. It really does. And that's probably, that was actually something I wanted to talk to you about next time we connected. Absolutely. You know, how you handle that, just because it, hurt, it hurts me. You know, it's like I try so hard to make every customer feel the passion that I truly have for what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but sometimes people just don't see it, and sometimes it's stuff I can't even control, but, I mean, it, it still eats me up. Well, that's the right idea, the right approach, and uh, I'll, I'll, so I'll give you some tips on that when we have our next call. But, you Sounds know, that's, that's really fantastic. So, you know, this business really can be the school of hard knocks. You know, you've been there, I've been there. What, what's fun for you, and what isn't so fun in the business so far? Definitely. I would say the funnest thing is definitely working with the team that, we created here, uh, working side-by-side side with my brother, which is one of three managers. Um, I truly could not do it without any of these guys, and working side-by-side side with, with just great people that actually care as much as I do, it's the best feeling. And then on top of that, also engaging with the customer. I love going out there, doing CS, and shaking their hand, looking them in the eyes, thanking them for coming in, appreciating their business, and asking them, hey, what's your favorite sandwich? What can we do better? And just engaging. Did you bring any new menu ideas into the restaurant? We, yes, there's quite a few in the works. Uh, where I'm still at is understanding my, you know, food costs, labor costs, so I can come up with my prime costs. I really think yes. I'm going to focus on that. Very important. That way, then I can dive into what are my most profitable items, get into the science of that, and then the ideas that we have with menu items, we will be implementing, just seeing, you know, testing the waters. But we're still kind of trying to stay afloat here. <laughs> Well, you've come a long way in a short period of time, and it really, you know, I'm really excited to hear that you've got all those critical, necessary components of running your business in your mind, and one at a time you're going to tackle them, and right. you're only going to be stronger for it, and the restaurant's going to get stronger and better, and the brand's going to get more powerful. Obviously, you're going to dominate your competition. You know, you're really applying all those concepts every single day. And I'm really glad to hear it's fun for you because it is it's a commitment. Fun. You know, you're, you're definitely out there. It's fun and it's hard. Remember that. No, it's hard. Yeah, there's <laughs> it's not easy. I've been in a lot of different businesses, Colton, and I don't think there's anything more difficult than running restaurants, you know, in all honesty. So I know you know what I'm talking about, but as long as you're having fun every day and you're improving and you really have goals to, you know, to set and achieve, I think you're going to go go really, really far with this. And I know you got a bigger picture perspective beyond uh, this one location. I, I see you having a whole chain of these. That's the goal. You know? That's the goal. For sure. <laughs> and you're going to get there one day at a time. Right. All right. Exactly. So last question. Um, well, wait a minute. You said you wanted to talk a little bit about systems. So why don't we, why don't we get into some of those systems, and then uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, uh, systems. So when I started this venture, there was absolutely no systems or processes in existence for Grand Junction. So when I sent my guys up to Fargo to do a little bit of training, <laughs> I wish I should just share some of the text messages I got from them. What are you putting us into? You know, you need to hire an executive chef. This is crazy. 
And the reason why is, I mean, we have a pretty complex menu. I mean, we have 15 hot sandwiches that are cooked on the grill, fresh in front of you with all the meat sliced in the back. So, I mean, just the prep work, just to get that even up to the line before it gets cooked. For sure. There's a lot that goes into it. So, consistency, the, the thickness of all the meat slice all has to be the same. Definitely. And then once it gets on the grill, I mean, you can have sautéed onions, mushrooms, jalapenos, banana peppers, six different kinds of meats, onions, you know, I mean... The list goes on, and all these different combinations come with these sandwiches. But in Fargo and the the, old, the other Grand Junctions, they do it completely by memory, which blew my mind. So that's why these guys are very stressed out because they would start working on a sandwich, and if a customer kind of tailored that sandwich to no banana peppers, add jalapenos, no onions, oh, yes. by the time it gets down there, I mean, they're losing where it's at. And just imagine doing that for 10 hours a day, being completely busy, how frustrated you would get. So oh, yes. the first thing that we did to kind of keep their cool and stuff like that. You know, I had a talk with them. I said, we need to come up with some systems and processes. And that's just when the creative juices started flowing and we started getting everything on paper. And then once it's on paper, you can start refining it. Okay, how can we simplify this? So that way, literally a dog can look at this and then know what to do. I mean, you might do it really slow, but as long as someone can look at it with no experience, have someone an idea after looking at it for five minutes, yes. and start and just improve from there. Absolutely. So we did that, I mean... We have systems for everything now, just even our fry blanching. We have a process above that that you can just follow step by step by step. Our drop station, before you drop the meat and the veggies, we have a you know a system for that. Uh, we have a grill chart. We have an assembler chart. We have the CS for customer service, which is another system. It's another process that you can read. If you have no idea what to do, there's always something that you can read so you don't have to have someone you know standing over you telling you what to do. So I'm sure as every day goes on, we're going to get better at you know, finding better ways to do that. But if you look at any successful chain or franchise, they have systems in place because potential franchisors or franchisees mm -hmm. want a turnkey system, you know, and a franchisor has to provide that to the franchisee. Man, you're speaking my language because that is everything <laughs> that, that my Restaurant Rockstars Academy tries to teach people because I learned a long time ago that you have a system in your business. If you can walk away from that restaurant or restaurants for a week, a month, a year, and when you come back, it's just as strong, if not stronger, without yeah. you. That is a system. And so few restaurants have those critical systems in place. So I hope every listener has really taken a page out of your book, Colton, because, man, that is the key to your future success right yeah. there. It provides yeah. peace of mind. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yesterday was the first day that I didn't come to the restaurant. Well, actually, no, I did. I came here for 20 minutes. But still, I, I mean, it was the first day I wasn't there. I was checking my cameras the whole time, every five minutes, you know, on my phone. But, you know, those systems, it just, it just gives you that confidence that, you know, if something is struggling, they can just show them that. And, I mean, I couldn't imagine walking away from the business just going, oh, yeah, my top guys have it memorized. They'll just tell someone how to do it. It's like what happens if they walk outside and get hit by a bus? So then true. what? You know what I mean? So Absolutely. There's more unexpected. Super important. Yeah, and, you know, that gives you a fresh perspective when you do come in because, you know, I, I keep relating to my experiences in consulting with so many restaurants, and it doesn't matter. Across the country, I've worked with lots of them. And so many restaurant owners get so close to the business because I call it the business of a thousand details and they try to micromanage each one and they simply can't because it's overwhelming. So if you haven't trained your key people in all of these systems, if you haven't put the critical systems in place, it's like you're going to be spinning your wheels and you're going to be working eight days a week. You're going to miss your kids growing up. It's like that is the only way. But having a system, you get a fresh perspective every time you walk through the door and you notice something new. Whereas if you never leave and if you're always in the trenches, you're going to miss so much. So 
I got to I got to hand it to you for doing that so early in your business. Couple weeks in, and he's already got a lot of his systems dialed, and he's just going to keep adding more systems. Fantastic, Cole. Thank you. Man, that's awesome. I love hearing these great success stories. You know, it's yeah. it's rare, but you're... Lightning in a bottle, right, Roger? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you approach this with the right with the right attitude, the right direction, and, and you keep thinking about ways to improve, and that's, and that's beautiful. And you're training your staff to assimilate best practices, and, and, you know, you can't do too much of that either. So you're clearly showing your customers a great time. So let me get back to my last question. So what advice, Colton, would you give to anyone much like yourself who has a dream, who'd like to be in the restaurant business, has no experience, wants to start their first place, or maybe you're a chef and you've worked for someone else forever. You got a great culinary skill set, but you've never run your own restaurant, but you really want to do it. It's a big dream. What, what would you tell them? I would definitely tell them decisiveness and organization is just key. And then after you're able to hone that in, then you can work on the systems and processes. And once you're doing that, it just seems like all the pieces start falling into place because once you have these systems and processes that actually work because you were focused, organized, and decisive, your managers start kind of attaching to these systems because they see that they're working and then they kind of take over it. So then you can just kind of, you know, look from an aerial view and just refine the majority of them or look at a different one you can create. But that would just be my advice is to, you know, really focus on doing those things I talked about and then just to be prepared because this will be the hardest thing that you've ever done. Uh, you just got to keep grinding every single day, put a smile on your face and just know that, you know, it's, it's going to work out. So just keep on grinding and pushing along. So Fantastic. This has been a super fun um, podcast having you, Colton. So there you have it, rock stars. That's the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. If you ever find yourself in Bismarck, North Dakota, you got to check out Colton at Grand Please Junction do. Subs. Please do. I know you, you guys got- can. Uh, you guys can check me out on my Facebook page too, which is Grand Junction Grilled Subs Bismarck. Awesome. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, and just feel free to reach out. I love talking with people and stuff like that. So. You have a website you want to share with the audience? Yes, www.grandjunctionsub, that's S-U-B, singular, dot com. And then there's also a contact us, and that'll come directly to my email. And feel free to reach out. God, it's been awesome sharing your experience with us, uh, Colton. It's a, it's a wealth of information you've shared with the audience. I really appreciate it. So, restaurant rock stars, if you really want to kill it in your own operation, get some systems in place. Um, if you're interested, I've got turnkey systems. Check out my Restaurant Rockstars Academy at restaurantrockstarsacademy.com, and I'll see you next time. Colton, best of luck to you, and we'll be in touch. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Awesome, Colton. See you soon. Thanks for listening to, to the, the Restaurant, Restaurant Rockstars, Rockstars Podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. And while you're there, download a copy of the book, Rock Your Restaurant. It's a game changer. See you next time.